What's up, friends? You're listening to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. This is Shelby, your host, and each week I'll be bringing you all the tips and tools you need to raise that vibe, become magnetic, increase your energy, and manifest your dream life. So you ready? Let's turn this baby up. Okay, guys, I'm literally so excited for you guys to hear this conversation. It was really healing for me as a recovering recovering masculine. I would say like a woman who was dropped into the masculine for basically her entire life. This conversation was healing. So Olivia Selene is a sex and relationship mentor guiding women in sex, sensuality, body image, Y'all are going to love her. Her energy is just so fucking good. And I think a lot of that is because she's tapped into her divine feminine. And me personally, this is something that's been coming up in my life is really embodying what it means to be in the divine feminine and this balance that we each have within us between masculine and feminine. I mean, let's just be real. Y'all are going to love this. And if it makes you a little uncomfortable, the topic, then... Yes, definitely tune in. <laughs> um, but before we dive in, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in my world. You guys have heard me talking about the VIP program. We're coming up on like a little over a week to enroll, and this is the last chance to work with me one-on-one until like the summertime. I won't be launching one-on-one spots again for several months. So If you have been called to work with me one-on-one on on your business, life, relationships, we literally will dive into all of the things that will impact your business. This is really for women, though, who are in that phase of either you have a business and you're not in the place where you want it to be, you're not seeing the results, you're not seeing the traction, and you want to tap into the spiritual realm to see massive growth and expansion in your business so you can go all in and really live that life of freedom and flexibility. That is why I created this business is one to help other souls step into their purpose and to help other people show up in the world as their most authentic expression of self, but also to create that life of freedom. You guys, this is what it's about. We get to design our lives. We get to live whatever life we desire. And that is available to every single one of us, despite what stories we have, right? Because you can sit here all day and say, you know, Shelby got there because she's special, right? We like to put people on pedestals or maybe you have a different mentor guides. Maybe you follow certain people and you're like, oh my God, they've only gotten there because they're special or they, they already have that mindset. They just have gifts. No, really it's because we've decided every day that this is going to be the life we create. And that's literally available to every single one of you. You guys, I built this business in a year. One year I went from making December of last year, I made a thousand dollars in this business and I've, I've replaced my full-time income and it's, it, it happens so fucking fast. I can't even explain. And that's available to all of us. So if you want guidance in that, if you're ready to take the leap of faith and step into this business, this life. I'm here to support you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to help you create transformation and results and build this business in a very short period of time. So the applications to apply are in the show notes. Otherwise pop over to Instagram, shoot me a message and say, Hey, I'm, I'm interested. And we can set up a time to chat, go into the details of what it all entails. Um, yeah, I'm fucking excited. Let's do this. Okay. Olivia, thank you so much for being with us. I'm so excited to share you with the audience and just the few moments we've been able to chat before the episode, I can already feel your energy is gonna be incredible. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. That's the best compliment. I'm, I love it. I love plugging into spaces with people like you. So thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Of course. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little bit of background on how you got there, because I'm super curious of like how you've got gotten into the work that you do now. So mm. share away. 
Yeah. Beautiful question. Um, one of my clients was actually asking me this the other day. She's like, what's your, how did you find out you wanted to be a sex coach? And I was like, Oh, let me tell you. So I am not, not the girl that had, you know, the entrepreneurial lemonade stand as a child or like was dreaming of the day I could work for myself. I actually pride myself on, I'm really good at working for other people. Mm. (laughs) I'm really good with a to-do list. I'll get shit done. I excel in every job I've been at. I love to be in leadership positions. I love to, um, rise to the top in different corporate settings that I've worked in. Um, however, I married my high school sweetheart who said, Hey, I joined the military and I want you to go with me. I was Mm -hmm. like, all right. Okay. So I had been a hairstylist at the time. This was when I was 19. So almost a decade ago. And I up and left everything I knew. It was the first time I really do believe I like trusted my gut without knowing what that meant. Mm -hmm. And everyone told me it would fail. It would never last. They're like, this is crazy. And I was like, something in my body is just saying, go with this man. You love him Mm -hmm. and go support him. And so I up and left my hairstylist job, right? Like so wild. I'm already over here. You're like just tears. crying. Oh my God. I was just a baby. I was just a baby. And So I up and moved, and um, when I moved to Washington, which is where we moved to from Minnesota, it was our first duty station, and I got a job at a salon, and I was like, well, I want to do hair, but it was always like an apprentice program, and I had already completed one of those, and reworking your way to the top in as a hairstylist and rebuilding a clientele every two to three years is like absolute nightmare. So I decided I'll just work at the... Um, I'll just work at the desk and I'll move up. And I moved up into management very quickly. Um, And then we found out, hey, we're moving again. It was like two, two and a half years in. I was like, oh my God. So I was like, well, this is my life now. So I need to find something that I can do that I can pick up and take it with me so that I can be supportive of him. But also I always craved my own thing. I just, I need my own people. I need my own space. I need my own thing. Um, and I, I like creating, you know? And so I, from there, we moved to Kansas and there was no hair salons there. So I worked at a college at the front desk. I was like, well, I'm good with people. So I worked at a college answering phones, doing paperwork, uh, customer service type stuff. And then from there, I actually got involved in network marketing, which I swore I would never do. And I was super anti and I was one of those really bitchy people where I was like, you don't know what's best for me. I don't want this. This is a scam. And one of my best friends kept coming after me. And finally, one day I was like, well, like I need to lose weight. So I will, I'll start here. And like, I don't want to sell it. Don't you dare try to get me in that Kool-Aid. And then I ended up selling it because I ended up falling in love with it. So from there, I grew um, a very successful network marketing um, team and company and business. And um, But then my soul was like, nope, there's more for you. You're limited here. There's a box that you're in and you're being told who you can and cannot be. Mm-hmm. And this world needs more of you than you're able to give in a health and fitness setting. Um, and I realized there was other stuff in there of like it was perpetuating my eating disorder and things like that. And so I needed to like break free. And I remember crying because like I could do that in my sleep. I was so good at what I did and I loved it. But my heart and my soul were slowly, like my personality and my ego loved it because there's accolades and there's mm-hmm. achievements and there's money and there's success and it's easy and I'm good at it. But my soul was dying and my soul was like, there's more. So went to life coaching school, branded out from there, and then eventually found my niche, I guess you could say, in this was last fall. Um, I was a business coach at the time because naturally and organically, everyone's like, how do you make money? I want to make money. Teach me how you did it. So I was like, oh, yay, a sign. So I taught people how to make money and how to build a successful you know, brand and business online. But again, my soul was dying. I had all the accolades, I had all the achievements. I was making buck tons of money. I don't know if I can swear here. Yeah. All the swear words. I love F-bombs. Okay. Yes. All the (laughs) F-bombs. So, um, I was very successful in what the world would deem successful, but my soul was like, this isn't it. This does not light you up. And so I pulled back actually last fall, pretty much burned everything to the ground, um, and restarted from the bottom Mm -hmm. and was like, what actually is important to me? And for me, it's always been who the woman is behind the scenes, that's the foundation of her business and how she is in her relationship and her marriage and her sex life. And for me, I was like, this is the piece that is not being talked about enough. And I Mm -hmm. felt like this just huge calling to start having, holding space for those taboo conversations Mm -hmm. and to give women a platform and a voice and a space to be able to share the things that they're feeling in the bedroom and how they're feeling about their body and 
I'm so successful, but I'm so lonely and they're craving more and like they're, they're fulfilled, but they're not at the same time. And Mm -hmm. that is where I found my passion really lies. And so I've been growing it from there and it's just been the most powerful, cool, crazy, wild experience. So much has been revealed to me in my own healing through it all Mm -hmm. Um, in next layers and next levels. Now bringing in like the body image conversation around sex and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot there, but that's, I guess the biggest bottom line would be I trusted myself no matter what anyone else was telling me. I always came back to myself of, but what is my soul saying and how is my soul feeling versus what is the world and the outside telling me is for me? I just, yes. All, just all of that. Yeah. Body, hell yes. Cause it's like yeah. you can, and I think I, our paths are very similar where it's like, I started in network marketing. Mm-hmm. We all did. We can sniff we them did. out. Because it's like, we knew there was something and it was what we needed to do to ease into like yep. what we actually came here to do. But it's interesting yep. because it's like, if you're not listening and you're not taking the time to tune in, you could very easily just find yourself waking up one day and being like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm not even happy because so many people end up doing that. They're not trusting that soul mm. that nudge, that urge, that next thing. So it's really beautiful that you've been able to do that and create such a beautiful life because of trust. Thank you. Thank you. I just think that it's, it's unfortunate that we're taught in society that we need someone else Right. And, and not that I don't believe in support because sweet baby Jesus, I am supported on every level. Like I love like being supported is one of my values. Like if I'm not supported, how can I hold space for other people? Mm. However, nobody knows better for me or about me than me. And for years I gave that power away thinking that other people will tell me and like that external validation Mm -hmm. and other people telling me how I should create my business and other people telling me how I should market and other people telling me, but this is what the people want. And I was like, right, but it's not what I want. And Mm -hmm. if, you know, I'm the one I have to sleep with every night, you know? So it really comes down to like, I really am so passionate about women coming home to themselves Mm -hmm. and realizing you can have support, but at the end of the day, your support should actually be pointing you back to yourself and you are the only one that knows you on the deepest, like truest level possible. And so it's really important if you don't trust yourself and you're constantly like grabbing and reaching out, that's not sustainable and, and it will catch up with you one day. You have to come back to yourself. Yes. Amazing. So how, okay. How do you tie that all into, cause I, I, I see that that sexuality and that sensuality and that feminine energy is so tied in that, but how does that, for someone who's new to this world of like how this all flows together and how embodiment really, really carries over to every single area of our life. How would you explain that to them? Like how does stepping into that flow into all areas of your life really? Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful question. So a lot of us, most of us, um, so I'm going to speak primarily to women, although like if you're gender fluid or you identify differently or or you're a masculine here, like whatever, I don't care how you identify. I'm speaking to masculine, feminine. I'm speaking to women because I specifically, that's my story, my experience. I'm a woman. I identify as a woman. And I also work with primarily women, although I work with any human who feels called to this work, but that's typically who I work with. So I just want to be really mindful of the conversation because I don't want to offend or trigger anyone. Anyone is welcome who feels drawn to this conversation, but I do apologize if, if my verbiage is a little heteronormative. That's just the world that I, I know from my own experience. So most of us women have been taught to be masculine. We have been taught to live our lives in our mind. Um, A lot of the women I work with are type A, we're doers, we're hustlers, like we can get anybody's to-do list done. We exceed, you know, exceed expectations. We always are putting ourselves out there. Um, We go into a room and we light the whole room up and we take on all of that power and all of that leadership position. And we have a lot of this energy around it of doing, doing, doing and outward and external And we're really, really, really disconnected with our internal, with the slowing down, with the presence, with the sensuality, with the pleasure. It feels uncomfortable, even though it's for most of us, if we are feminine essenced beings, because here's the bottom line, we all have masculine and feminine energy, no matter how you identify each and every single one of us. And that also means that at our core, we are more one versus the other. We have a little bit more that's more natural for us. So 
if you are someone who craves freedom above all else, the freedom, the nothingness, the stillness, that is you being masculine essenced as a primary um, energy in your body. If you crave love and connection above all else, you are a feminine essence being. Now, of course, all of us want freedom, all of us want love, but it's just which one is more prominent for you. For example, if you're busting your ass in your business to create freedom, but your boyfriend calls and he's crying and he needs you, or your best friend calls, if you're feminine essence, you're probably gonna look at that and be like, oh my God, it's an emergency, they need me, let me go be a part of this connection, and, you know, and that's going to take us out of that for a second because we're more feminine. Or if you're more masculine, you might be like, oh, I'll call them back later after I'm done with this. Like, it's not that big of a deal right now. Mm -hmm. So that's just something to touch base with on yourself. But most women who are drawn to my work, 99.9% of you are more feminine essence, but you've been conditioned to believe that you're more masculine. You've been conditioned to believe you're more of a doer and a go-getter and like, I need to take action and I need to be in my mind. And then there's the conscious masculine, which also we're not taught in society, but that's like that nothingness, the presence, the stillness. It's the, the part of us that never changes, like the God within us, right? The divine self, the higher self, the, the piece of us that never changes or evolves or, or anything that's always present, that's the masculine. So we are taught that that's like our primary and we're so disconnected from the feminine, which is the fluid, the surrender, the pleasure, the sensuality, the slow down, um, the, the presence, the movement, the energy, and we're really out of touch with that. So what ends up happening is that, again, like I was saying in the beginning of my story, I was so obsessed with the accolades and what the world wanted for me and what, what everybody else needed. And I was constantly, you know, sacrificing myself and I was so disconnected from myself that I couldn't hear my own whispers. I couldn't hear my own intuition. I couldn't hear my own voice. And from there, it led to burnout. It led to resentment. It led to feeling frustrated. It felt um, I was unfulfilled, even though I had everything that I ever wanted in quotes. Um, I still felt empty. And that's what happens when we live more in the masculine if we're more feminine essence and vice versa. So it's really finding this harmony between the both and coming back to yourself as you being the foundation for the rest of your life, right? How your sex life is, how your marriage is, how your success is, all stems back to you as the foundation. And when you can come back to yourself and you're so in your own energy, in your own body, in your own voice, that's when you're able to filter everything else that's outside of you and find your sustainability, find your next steps, find your own answers, find your own intuition. And then you're building success and creating a life from being grounded and being present and being still and being in your own energy that you're not falling into people pleasing or codependency or, or all of these things that again were taught over time. So how it all ties back is that how you show up in one area is how you show up in every area. Mm -hmm. And your very first relationship that needs to be a priority is your relationship with yourself and knowing that if you are if if you identify as a feminine essenced being you can build all the fucking success that you want, but if your marriage is falling apart or your sex life is lacking or you're feeling unfulfilled or you're not experiencing enough pleasure and love, you will feel unfulfilled. I don't care how much money you make, something will still feel like it's missing. And again, it means it's unsustainable. So I guess it all comes back to being so inside of yourself that you create sustainability. That's how it all ties in. And if you're always on the outward and the going and the doing, that a lot of you are uncomfortable in the being, then you're creating something that's unsustainable. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a lot. That was like me so, word vomiting it all, yeah. <laughs> no, I freaking love it though. And it's like, oh my gosh, like how many of us are stuck in that? Basically all the women I work with, I'm just yeah. like thinking about like how many people come in and it's like, we're all the doers, the goers, the pushers, the achievers. Mm -hmm. And this is really the missing link is that mm -hmm. feminine essence of really true fulfillment. Can you explain a little bit more about like the difference between the masculine and the feminine? So if someone's totally new to these concepts, like they get like men, woman, like that's basically mm -hmm. what, like the level of, 
understanding they have. You mm-hmm. explained a little bit about like the freedom and the love, but what are some qualities of the masculine versus the feminine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's also rem- remembering that the masculine's not bad. The achiever in you is not bad. She's amazing, right? Like that's a beautiful part about you. It's a beautiful gift and skill that you've acquired or you've learned or you have naturally within you. It's just how can we make it sustainable and how can we make it a little bit more fluid so it's moving and it's ever evolving with us versus if we put all of our eggs into achievement, it can be taken away from us. And then it's like, oh my God, this is what I see happen a lot. Like with a lot of my clients who are approaching 30, which so am I, hi, welcome to Saturn Return. It's like, it's this whole feeling of holy fuck, who am I? oh my God, I don't even know myself. And that's a really like super scary feeling because you're like, what the fuck? Like I I know who I am as a brand. I've built this whole business. I have everything I ever wanted on the outside, but I can't sleep with myself at night. I feel disconnected in like how many of us sit in the quiet and can be with ourselves. A lot of the clients I work with, myself was included in this. I was like, oh, ew, no, turn on music, turn on a podcast. Like I need something because I don't want to be alone with me. And it's leading to a lot of disconnection, which then again, things are not sustainable. So I digress. Masculine, feminine. The truth of the matter is, is that it does identify with gender a little bit stereotypically and like from the majority. However, it doesn't have to be. So again, like if you're a man and you're like, oh, I'm more feminine, that's fine. If you're a woman, you're like, oh, I'm more masculine, that's fine. But just notice, and this is why being connected to your body is so important, notice if it's conditioning that makes you go, oh, I really resonate with that. And it's who you've been programmed to be. Or if it's like, oh, like deep in my soul and my body, like I'm open and expansive to that type of energy. Mm -hmm. Again, you also need both of them. It's just being able to harmonize and dance between the two and whatever things you're doing or however your life is going. There are times where I'm more masculine. There are times when I'm more feminine. So masculine, feminine dynamic. The masculine, which most males are going to identify as a mostly masculine essence, is going to be, like I said, the part of us that never changes. Um, It's the present. It's the still. It's the freedom. It's the firm. It's the strength, the leadership, the consciousness. It is um, also the analytical. It's also going to be the one that wants the facts and wants the logic and wants to see everything like laid out. What's my 20-year plan? future casting, like really seeing the whole picture. Um, But then also in that consciousness, that nothingness, it's when like, for example, when you word vomit and explode feelings all over your partner and your partner's like, oh my God. And they like, don't know what to do. And they want to fix it. They want to solve it. It's because they're more masculine essence and they thrive in the nothingness and to them feeling an emotion and movement is uncomfortable because it goes against who they are ingrained to be. Mm. which there's a huge practice of learning how they can hold you in it without having to fix it, which is a huge thing I work with my clients on. Um, The feminine on the opposite is going to be more in, if you're saying the masculine is the doing, the feminine is the being. It's in who you are. It's the movement. It's the energy. It's the emotion. It's the intuition, the creativity and the inspiration, the pleasure Um, Think of a posture, like masculine is going to be very strong, um, a little bit more like rigid where the feminine is going to be very fluid. She's going to be moving. She's going to have her hips moving. Um, She's just going to be very um, soft, but also fierce at times. There's a fierce feminine and a soft feminine. And she's going to be the feeler of the two, where the man might be the thinker or he's there the woman is going to be the feeler. She's like all of the movement inside of the masculine container. So the beautiful thing is, is like I said, you need both. So recognize the both. You need to be familiar with the both. We have to do healing within both because there's a wounded and there's a, there's a disempowered and then there's an empowered. And this all comes into our conditioning and how we're operating within the energies. But then it's also noticing the energies dynamic within your relationship. So this is where I get really excited because What I see happening for a lot of my clients who are like, okay, I have all the success in business, but like my sex life, mm, like I'm not feeling super attracted or we're feeling disconnected or there's no fire anymore. Mm. What's happening is that in order to create sexual polarity, you need a masculine and a feminine energy, even in a same sex relationship. Now in friendship, we can be feminine, feminine, we can be masculine, masculine, and that's different. 
But in a sexual relationship, you need a masculine and you need a feminine in order to create that charge of the opposites, very much like a magnet. If you have two sides of the same magnet, they're going to resist each other. If you have an opposite and an opposite, they're going to come to, or an opposite and, a, and yeah, opposites. You're going to have them come together and they're going to create that charge. So it's really important to be noticing if my partner is more masculine essence, because that's typically what I see, but then I'm more masculine, like I'm sh- getting shit done in my business. I'm hustling. You better believe I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. And I bring that home. We bust each other's balls. And it's like, okay, wait, who's the, what's the sexual, like sexual energy here? And there's none. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happen a lot. And so these women are like, why? Like I'm trying to control and I'm trying to lead the relationship because they're leading in their business and they're missing the beautiful harmony and dance between the masculine and feminine that they need to have at home and in their relationship and in the bedroom in order to create that charge again. And if you want your business to be sustain- sustainable, you can't be in masculine energy all day. You've got to infuse the feminine mm-hmm. in there or you will burn out. Mm-hmm. So it's just teaching people about the difference between the two and then just being aware in certain dynamics and in certain situations, if your partner is and you're not feeling this like hot attraction towards them what is your energy saying because you're actually guiding him or her with your energy if you're more in the feminine your feminine is creating the energy in the room and calling forward like the king out of him with you and your queen versus if you're the king he's naturally going to fall into queen and then you're like oh my god i'm not attracted to him my man won't be a man well, it's because you're the fucking man. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to rock the boat. So he's just going to mm-hmm. fall back, and then he's going to be frustrated. You're frustrated, and you're hitting this wall. Oh, I have full body chills right now. This is like yes. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so many pieces. I'm like, this is like fucking big ass work. So yeah, yeah. take it wherever you want to go from there. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it from a recovering hustler, super mm-hmm. dropped into masculine, basically. 25 years of my life, I would say up until the past like year, I've been yeah. dropping back into feminine. Yeah. Slowly. It's a process, right? hundred percent. So how does one, I mean, if you're recognizing and you're resonating with the fact that Olivia is describing the masculine and you're like, yeah, that's where I'm at, but I don't actually feel like that's who I am. Mm. If someone is mm-hmm. feeling that way in this moment, how do we start to shift and how, what, what can we start to do to start to embody more of the feminine in business, in our relationships? Like how do we start to drop back into mm-hmm. that or maybe just bring awareness to where we're out? Mm, yeah, beautiful. So that's the first piece is awareness. Like just noticing how it feels in your body if you're being honest with yourself. So a lot of times we're like, oh, I feel amazing. I feel good because we're, we're Xing everything off. Like we're making the money. We've got the friends. We've got the clients. Things are happening. We're hitting our goals. But something feels, it's like an emptiness is how it felt to me. It was like something in my body. If you're getting sick a lot, if you're fucking exhausted, like how many of us mm-hmm. struggle with adrenal fatigue, like our adrenals are working overdrive because we're always stressed out. It's like um, even feeling like you're on the hamster wheel from one month to the next of like, okay, I hit my goal. Now I need to like, what am I going to launch next? Where am I going next? And get honest with yourself in your own body. How are you feeling? And like, what is going on in your body? What are you noticing? And this is why embodiment work is so important because it's not about being in the mind about it and trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out because you're not a math problem. (laughs) It's about getting into the body and saying, how am I feeling? And what is it that I need? And starting to reconnect and build a relationship with your body again, which your body is the feminine, it's getting to know her again. And I say her and not it because it's building a really intimate relationship with your body and listening to her clues and noticing. So like so many of my clients are like, oh, like why am I not lubricated enough? Or why am I feeling really tight or constricted? Or I'm feeling like I'm not getting excited and I'm not turned on anymore. Their answers lie in your body. Your body's giving you a signal by not creating lubrication or by staying, you know, very tight. It's not that anything's wrong with you. It's that something in the stimuli is off and she's saying, we don't want to open here. Like something mm-hmm. isn't right. And she's yep. giving clues, right? Or if you have a lot of yeast infections or a lot of UTIs or you're like really struggling with something in the physical, notice what your body is trying to tell you and just be with that. I say like 10 minutes a day, be with your body, be in communication with her, be in the quiet with her. 
and not in like a dogma religion way, but in a way of like, okay, I am worthy of spending this time with myself and I want to just see what my body has for me today. It's Mm -hmm. why every time I do a client session or I teach, I, I spend the first 10, 15 minutes in grounding meditation with them and pleasure first is what we call it of getting into the body and really getting in touch with the sensations that you're feeling. And then we move on from there. So many of us are living in the constant go. We just have to reground back into the self. So bringing awareness, checking in with your body. And then the other piece that's super easy to start working with is two things. Notice your posture. Again, the masculine is going to be more rigid, more hard, more strong. The feminine is going to be more soft, not in a weak way, but she's going to be soft and fluid in her movement. She's going to be like, how often do you move your hips? How tight do your hips feel? We store a lot of emotion there. Um, And when our hips are in movement, and we're moving our sacral chakra that lives in the pelvic bowl region. You're activating a lot of sexual energy, a lot of feminine energy, and that's moving through your body then to clear and cleanse the rest of your chakras and keep your energy um, in that magnetism, in that radiance, in that just that feel good energy that certain women have when you're with them where you're like, God, I just like, I want to be in her energy. Mm -hmm. She's in her body. She's so in her body and in her power there. And the other piece would be, how are you infusing pleasure into your day? Are you, you know, scarfing your lunch down while you're staring at your computer, answering emails in between client sessions or could you make yourself a really delicious lunch and sit down, maybe turn on some music and light a candle and slowly, sensually eat the meal and savor every bite and every taste on your tongue? And I'm not saying you have to do this every day, once a week, whatever, but just noticing how can you start to sip your coffee with more intention, with more presence and really feeling the pleasure in that You know, if you're going to take a shower, are you rushing through and scrubbing yourself down or can you just massage your skin a little bit longer and really just connect with yourself in that way and feel the pleasure in your body that intention and presence brings when you're with yourself in that. And then as you do that, that starts to mirror itself on the outer world and you'll notice your partner will begin to shift, your clients will begin to shift. It all stems from you. Hmm. I love that. I love that. And one thing that that came through while you were talking about that is like, there's some people I know that like, and I know this was me for part of my life too, is like we disconnect from Mm -hmm. our body Mm -hmm. and it may be even hard to recognize like what the hell is, what am I actually feeling? I don't feel anything. I feel numb. Like I've had Mm -hmm. friends, clients say that to me. So how do we start to build awareness of what our body is really the messages that it's trying to send us. And I love the like sitting and being quiet with it. Is there anything that you do when people are really locked up or really just like stuck in like, I don't feel anything. What yeah. Would you- yeah. Beautiful. Um, I mean, I would definitely like do some energy work if we were working together to like move a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of us go unconscious and we don't even recognize it. Um, and we do this in childhood to survive. We do this in trauma. We do this in, and we all have trauma. Um, we do this in many areas of our life where like we just take on this unconscious energy. It's like a veil that numbs us out because it feels like too much to feel. Or if, like for me, I didn't feel feelings for till five years ago um, unless they were good feelings because I was taught in my childhood mm-hmm. by example. And um, it was, we don't feel bad feelings. We don't feel negative feelings. It's like those, let's just stay busy. Let's go numb to it. And I brought in so much unconscious energy because I was such a deep feeler and we all are mm-hmm. to some degree. I'm saying so, like, you, you didn't happen to grow up in small town, Minnesota, did you? Right? <laughs> oh, honey. Yes, yes yeah. I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it was, and I think this is just our generation too, for a lot of us, unless you grew up in like a really hippie area, I feel like you were more open to feelings. Um, and I love those people cause I'm like, Oh my God, like what an interesting childhood. Like I never felt that. Yeah. Um, but I do think a lot of us resonate with this because we grew up and, and our parents don't know how to feel and our grandparents don't know how to feel. So we weren't taught how to feel. So first recognize there's nothing wrong with you. If you're numb, um, it just probably means there's somewhere where you turned it off. That's all. And we just have to work to turn it back on. Now, there's a few different ways you can do this. Um, If you notice trauma come up where you did it to survive um, and trauma that you feel you can't support yourself through, I highly recommend working with like a trauma therapist or EMDR or something along those lines um, to seek support there. Because if you don't feel safe to feel, if you don't feel safe 
to be in your body, there's something there that we have to move through. And sometimes it can feel really helpful to feel supported in it as you navigate that. Um, now for a lot of us too, we can do this ourselves. And so just notice when you start to feel, or if you aren't feeling anything, think of it as a relationship. Like you're dating your body again, you're dating your emotions, or think of if you, you know, said, you know, fuck you to someone and then wanted to go back to them. It's going to take time for them to maybe open up and trust you again. Mm. So it really is. And how can you date yourself really of creating that safety for yourself daily, if possible, or every other day, that quiet space, create safety, create that container, the masculine, right? So in your bedroom or in your meditation corner or in your car, you're in a container, the masculine's holding you, right? And then your feminine, the movement can come through. If she doesn't feel safe, and this is also why a lot of women are not having orgasms. If you don't feel safe, mm. if you don't feel held, if you don't feel grounded by yourself or by a partner or by the room, you are not going to fully be able to surrender to the movement and the energy that's going mm. at the time. So create safety for yourself, create trust within yourself. And just like one hand on your heart, one hand on your womb space, do some deep breathing every day and just tell her like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Like I, I want to feel, I want to feel I'm ready to feel I'm ready to experience and try not to judge it because a lot of us judge it of like, this isn't happening. It's not working. I don't know what's happening. Be there, be there with yourself. There's no comparison. There's no judgment. There's no right or wrong or good or bad. You're in your own process. And I think working with mentors, of course, can be helpful and they can hold space for you and create that safety with you as well. Um, but ultimately, your safety is up to you. No one can make you feel safe unless you make you feel safe. So mm -hmm. I think consistency and coming back to it as a ritual over and over and over again and rekindling that relationship with your body, she will speak with you. She just doesn't know if she can because she's been ignored for so long. Mm, that's beautiful. Mm. And I love what you said about feeling safe and being able to orgasm. It's so interesting because I think about, I don't think I orgasm until I was like 24. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I yeah. did not feel safe. I did not feel held. Mm -hmm. I did not feel like that. And then I found someone who could really mm -hmm. hold me in that, but it was also like internally, I was not holding myself and I was so dropped into the masculine and I was so in fear all the time. And I was like, yep in the analytical and I was like you said dry and like yeah. there was nothing going on down there because it was mm -hmm. so dropped into that like do 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 achieve 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 mm -hmm. masculine I forgot yep. that like I'm a fucking woman and I have you mm -hmm. know desires and sensuality and all of that, mm -hmm. that other stuff beautiful and that's just it yeah a lot of us I mean you're not alone in that I I also didn't orgasm till like my mid-20s or so and a lot of people that I talk to haven't you know or they're still in that where they're like oh my god I'm 45 and I've never had an orgasm and I do oh think god. we can also compare a lot where we're like yeah we think an orgasm has to look a certain way so we're like I've never orgasmed and when I talk to them they have it's just they were in comparison with how mm. Cosmo makes them feel or how you know, a certain Instagram account makes them feel so trust your own body and your own pleasure and your own orgasms. We all can orgasm. It's natural. Our bodies know how to do it. We've just, again, turned it off. And so really and truly the biggest thing I see for women who are struggling with experiencing the pleasure and being able to fully surrender to experience an orgasm is you're living in the mind and you're living in the masculine. And so getting into the body with yourself then allows you to start creating um a naturalness there where then you're able to be in your body with your partner but again this work always comes back to you being the foundation and your sex life and your marriage and your business are an extension of that mm. yes yes mm. so another thing i want to talk about is because i think there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be spiritual or or oh, have a yes. connection to god and the mm -hmm. universe and how that impacts shame mm -hmm. and sexuality and the the mm -hmm. you know, the confusion i think that can happen when we're living in ego mind was really what i think it is of like mm -hmm. we can't you know pleasure is bad or whatever it may be but i want i want to talk to you a little bit about how you see the people you work with yourself mm -hmm. how does that 
increasing your sexuality actually increase your spiritual connection or, or how does that impact mm. that relationship to God and mm. or whatever, whatever you want to, you know, universe source, whatever it is that you believe in, how does that, how does that impact your clients and yourself? Mm. This is juicy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So for a lot of us, again, I think it's generational. Um, we grew up with a lot of like strong religious background. And those people are drawn to me because my dad was a pastor growing up. <laughs> Hello. Um, and I'm like a sexuality and spirituality coach, which is so funny to me. But um, yes. So in this, when people come to me with a lot of sexual shame, there's typically something around like the morality of it in the shame wise. So it typically came from religion or like we were taught that like girls who had sex were sluts or girls who showed their body were, you know, whores or whatever. We, we all learned different things growing up. Mm-hmm. So there's moral um, shame that we have to move. There's also like from the media things that we were taught and we were downloaded and learned. And then there's also like medical, like we're terrified of getting pregnant or what if I get an STD or what if this happens or what if I get a UTI? And so we like shut down from that. So there is a lot of deconstruction, which I'm going to be teaching a lot more on in 2020. Um, and like even getting excited about like possibly writing a book next year, which is super exciting around this because the whole premise, I think of what so many of us in our generation, and we're doing this so that in future generations, we're like passing the torch. Like we're doing a lot of the healing work that I truly believe our parents didn't have the opportunity to do or the resources or even the knowledge. We're doing the healing work now in all of this deconstruction and, and relearning ourselves and our own truths so that then passing it on to our kids and future kids and from there, like it's just getting better and better and better. And there's less to decondition from as time goes on because we're aware and we're in our bodies and we're connected and the society wants to make us turn off and disconnect. So, because then we'll buy more things. We know we're not enough. We need things outside of us, consumerism, capitalism, all of it, Mm -hmm. whole nother topic. But in this, I really do believe deconstruction is a huge part of this. So identifying what's blocking you from your sexuality is really important um, which is where I start in every single type of program or coaching or anything that I do because you have to identify, like, you know where you want to be, but now we need to be really aware of where we are and where we've been so that we can really do that deconstruction work to open up to what it is that we want. So when it comes to how this relates to spirituality is because I really do believe that, like, each and every single one of us, my core belief is that we all have divinity within us. We all have an aspect of God, angels, universe, whoever you want to call it within us. I call him God. I call it source. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I do believe that every single one of us is an aspect of source having a human experience. Mm-hmm. We all have the ability to, to be loved, to be light, to heal, to, um, to support, to be an aspect of God in a body. That's who you actually are. All the conditioning around it is who you've been taught to be. But when we peel back the layers of the onion and you remember and wake up to who the fuck you are and that you actually have the power of God within you, how fucking awesome is that? This is amazing. Hmm. So that being said, sexuality and sensuality are also your body. It's you being in connection with truly that core essence of who you are that's like undiluted from everything that's outside of us it's like you're so in essence of your truth and you're in ownership and connection of that that you're so in your body it's like you know who you are you know what you do you know how you serve you know the purpose like here that you're meant to live and you're able to connect to that and be so in tune with that that you're able to do whatever work it is that you're here to do um and really, I believe this is a whole nother topic, but our purpose is not in what we're doing, but in who we're being and oh, your purpose, yes. amen, is amen. different in every second of every day, right? My purpose right now is to be here on this podcast, sharing this message with you and your audience. Um, my mission and purpose later is to be on a client session. My purpose later is to be a really good fucking wife so that my husband feels supported. My purpose is to smile at the barista at Starbucks because it just feels like that's what I feel called to do and sending her love that way. So the way that it's all connected is because your spirituality is personal, your sexuality is personal, and no one can tell you what your truth is. Your truth is something that you uncover and you awaken to and you like reconnect with as you deconstruct. Does that make sense? 
A million percent. That okay. Really, me and my friend were just having this conversation the other day. It's like, yes, we have these businesses, but half of our purpose is literally just being out in the world and being good fucking yeah. humans. Like, and like, not, not, I don't, I don't like the word good, but like being the most authentic mm-hmm. expression of who we truly are so that we empower other people to do that. Right. Cause the Amen. moment you show up in the world and you're fully embodying who the fuck you are, mm-hmm. you just empower every single person you make contact with, whether mm-hmm. it is the Starbucks barista or it's the man you pass on the street or like someone you're actually in relationship with. It doesn't matter when you're showing up like that. People feel it and whether or not they Mm -hmm. feel it on a conscious level, you're activating something in their DNA. You're activating something in their coding because you're actually showing up in your most authentic expression of self. So I love, 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 love all of that. (laughs) Well, and everything is energy. And Mm -hmm. as we do this healing work, like we can't manifest for other people. So like we have to stop taking responsibility for like other people's lives, which Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us do subconsciously even because we've been raised in a codependent society. Um, and we take, it's almost like the self-help spiritual world also is like obsessed right now with extremes. So it's like, oh, if this person is coming to me with this, like it must be mirrored within me. And oh my God, I created this. And oh my God. Blah, blah, and like, we go into this whole fucking spiral and like, we have to detach from that and unhook and come back into our own energy because maybe it is a mirror for you, but maybe it's just that, I don't know, they're just experiencing something and they created it for themselves and it actually has nothing to do with you. So like stop being so obsessed with making it about you. I don't know. That's like another topic, <laughs> but it really is important. It's so true of like, I believe like in the sounds that we make, in the eye contact we make, in the the love that we send people, like that is healing. It's not in what you're doing or what you're saying. And I could show up on here and not talk at all. And I know exactly what's needing to be heard is going to be heard through my energy, through my embodiment, which again, all comes back to that ownership and that connection with the feminine energy mm-hmm. because the masculine is going to be, okay, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? Okay. Be in the nothingness where the feminine's like, here's the fucking power of energy in the quantum field and it yeah. doesn't make time or space and, and all of that. And that's like a whole other thing. And then you think about too with sex, if we want to go, you know, David Data wrote a book called Finding God Through Sex. And mm-hmm. David Data is one of my teachers who I just adore. And in really and truly, it's like, think about the feeling of when you're sexually connected with another human in like a because sex is a sacred energy exchange. So you're exchanging energy with this person. And it's like you you come together as two into one and you open up like this vortex, this portal of sorts of like this, you lose, time stands still. You lose yourself in the moment. And I'm like rifting, which means removing energy of some kind. I don't know whose that is that's listening, but it's here. <laughs> I'm moving it for you, don't worry. But it's, it's noticing that you're creating this like, this bliss, this ecstasy, this, this next level, it's like unearthly. Mm -hmm. It's divine. Like it's something that you can't even put words into until you're with that person. And it can be multiple people, but please be mindful of your energy because you are exchanging energy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it really is like, or if you're right on the brink of orgasm and you're edging and you get right there, it's like, you're the, the, the veil is almost lifted between the physical plane and the energetic, you know, astral divinity plane. Mm-hmm. And you're able to manifest better and manifest deeper and, and access God in a different way. It's like the most wild, crazy experience. And when you bring intention and you bring connection and intimacy and depth and richness to your sex life through the work you're doing in yourself and then how you're bringing it into your relationship, that's when you really do start finding God in sex and noticing how healing sex can be mm-hmm. and noticing how, um, you know, powerful it can be and how that can be the ripple effect into every single area of your life. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love all of that. And your, de- like your description is literally taking me to a time where I was like, I could literally feel as the yep. partner is orgasming or something I can't like into my own portal but as that's happening I can literally feel it in my entire being and my entire Mm. body it's like we we connect energetically we don't realize that 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 Mm. you know you have those soulmate partnerships Mm -hmm. that you come into that really are there I believe to activate something because I've been with there have been a few partnerships in my life where I'm like that was soulmate connection Mm. and there was something there something so powerful that activates 
this vortex and this energy. And yes, we need to be conscious because you are doing that energetic exchange of like, who are you choosing to share your, your divine precious energy with? We have to be conscious of who we're allowing into our energetic field because if they're not doing their shit and they're not cleaning shit up, then we're exchanging that. But when you come to someone together with someone who is that divine expression of love, Mm -hmm. there is some energy, energetic exchange that happens that activates things within us that is really fucking powerful. And I cannot Mm -hmm. explain it unless you've experienced it, but that exchange of energy is just Mm -hmm. like all the activations within. And I've had Mm -hmm. that. I'm just like, what, what the fuck was that? Oh, it's so good. And it looks so different for all of us, you know? So it's like, touch base with yourself and that's where it really is again like bringing us full circle getting into your body because you do need to know like how do you feel after sex with that person they could be the best person on paper you know but if energetically your body is like oh this feel like I feel tired or I feel depleted or I feel used or I feel you know whatever it might be trust that it doesn't logically have to make sense it's your body again giving you signals and and just being able to notice that you know even like something I remember one of my mentors told me a long ago she was like you know what Olivia I want you to go outside and just allow yourself to be fucked by the universe like just let yourself be Mm. fucked by God in nature and I was like oh my god that's so true it's like going outside and like opening to receive the energy of like mother nature and God and the universe and like the expansiveness and letting yourself surrender fully to receive the divine truly like having sex with God, you know, it's like, it's because it's you opening yourself up to something else or someone else that can take you deeper than you can take yourself. Because even in self-pleasure, like I personally, I love self-pleasure, but I don't go into it being like, I need to get myself off because I can't fully experience like the depth of my orgasm if I'm not surrendered, if I'm controlling it, it's like hard for you to fully release into it. Mm. It can be pleasurable and it can bring you orgasmic energy, but there is something about fully opening and surrendering to a partner that you feel seen by, you feel ravished by, you feel held by, you feel safe with, and you're able to fully open to them and have them literally like take you to another plane. That is epic. And that is like nothing short of like, God to me, you know, it's like an aspect of God in a body and Mm -hmm. he's taking you there and it's just nothing, nothing else really like can even explain that, you know? It's like the flow of life force energy right through us. I love that you talked about opening up, like letting the universe fuck you. I literally had that sensation yesterday where I was like, my life legitimately feels like an orgasm. Like I walk outside and I feel Mm. orgasmic. Like that is how our lives should feel. That is how we get to experience life. It's like that is possible and available to all of us. That level of like pleasure and like fulfillment and like love. I don't know what it was, but it was just like everything feels really fucking beautiful right now. 100%. And I can it, feel that. That's it. Women are designed to be orgasmic at every moment. And mm-hmm. of course, it's not like in the definition of climax orgasm, because if you're walking around having an orgasm all day, it's like that episode of Grey's Anatomy where that girl was always having orgasms like multiple times a day. You can't function. Like you need to be able to like live your life. Uh-huh. But it's, it's again, anchoring into being so intentional and present with pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's available to you everywhere, outside, in the coffee you're drinking, in the sandwich you're eating, in the bath that you're taking, in the walk that you're on. Like it's everywhere. It's just, are you tuned into it? And are you fully allowing yourself to receive it? Mm-hmm. And if you do, that's when you ignite that orgasmic energy that is your life force energy. That is the very energy that everything else is, you know, attracted to or repelled by. You have choice there. You have power there. You have control to co-create there, right? With God, with the universe. And are you tapped into that? Or are you so busy living by everyone else's rules or being in your head or go, 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 or being busy, busy, busy that you're missing out on the very simplest of pleasures that are the most activating. And even when I take time off, I actually make more money when I take time off than when I'm hustling my ass all the time mm-hmm. because I'm in flow and I'm in pleasure and I'm creating powerful magnetic energy mm-hmm. versus trying to do and um, you know go get and make happen the success and, and the, the things I'm calling into my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Literally, yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to be mindful of your time. I could literally go all day. I, I don't know how it's already been an hour. We could definitely go all day. <laughs> literally. <laughs> You'll be back in the future. Let's be real. right. Oh my God. I love it. I'm so here for it. Um, okay. So you mentioned something. So I want real quick to ask about, you mentioned how like we can stop the pleasure. Why do you believe we like stop you know what I mean like if you're like you get close and it's almost like that self-sabotage cycle of like mm-hmm. you get close and that can be pleasure in all areas of your life right because mm-hmm. you get you get close to feeling so fully supported by mm-hmm. the universe in abundance or maybe you get really mm-hmm. close to like feeling the joy and the, the pleasure and the freedom of like mm-hmm. a, a partner whatever it is why do we why do we hold back mm. I think a big piece of it is just that we don't feel worthy of it And it feels unnatural because we've been so conditioned to believe that we're not enough. I mean, we're told it every single day in in every way. Like we're always constantly fighting what we know to be true in the inside of like, I'm worthy and I'm divine and I'm loved and I'm enough. And then we're always like, you go to Instagram or you go to, you know, Starbucks or you go to listen to the radio or you turn on something and it's like, you're not worthy. Like you're not enough in their subliminal messaging. Like it's everywhere. We're constantly in a war. And that's why I think that I'm so passionate about this work and sharing it is because more people need to be living this so that other people see what's possible through your embodiment. And I really, I do believe it always comes down to worthiness. It always comes down to that. Maybe there's shame. Like that's why it's so important identifying what's blocking you personally. Mm -hmm. For me, it was so much religious shame. Like I was, Mm -hmm. every time I would even get close to surrendering, I was like, Oh my God, this is bad. Oh my God, turn it off. And then my whole body would shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had to do a lot of healing and a lot of work there. And so it's really just, again, getting in touch with your body and asking yourself like, huh, I'm noticing I'm not allowing myself to receive pleasure. And I see this with clients where they're like, my legs clamp shut. And I don't know why, like it's right there. And it's like, no, turn it off because it's uncomfortable because they, they've never allowed themselves to experience it or they've been conditioned that it's wrong or bad or gross, or they've got that unworthiness where I'm, who am I to have this? Or who am I to feel this good? Oh, it actually feels better because it's more comfortable to feel like I'm in pain or to feel hurt or to feel shut off or numb because I actually know how to show up for that. So it's hmm. creating a new normal and doing a lot of that deconstruction work. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. You have been so amazing. <laughs> you, oh my God. Agreed. Thank you for, thank you for holding such potent space and, and just allowing me to show up and share my heart, you know, channeling whatever just came through. I don't really know. <laughs> always I'm literally like what are we talking about I'm not sure but I feel 100% something shifted so activations have occurred (laughs) oh so good oh (laughs) such an honor such a gift thank you well where can the listeners find you catch you oh I forgot I have a question I ask everyone this is a of course yeah what do you do every day to raise your vibration and then you need to tell us where we can find you okay what do I do every day to raise my vibration so it's a really good. So I try not to be like dogmatic of like, if I don't do this, then I fucked it all up and I'm screwed and whatever. Cause I think that's how a lot of us can feel about morning routines, especially, Uh but I have to do something. So I have like a ritual list that I'll pull from of like, okay, these are all things that make me feel aligned, connected, grounded, um, and feel pleasure. And so I pull something from there. So Um, Typically, it's like either journaling or a yoga flow or um, pulling cards or reading. Uh, I love Paul Selig's work. He um, has a lot of channeled texts from Melchizedek, who is um, a healing team that I work with. It's a group of enlightened dark angels. Mm -hmm. Um, And I use them in my um, work with them in my healing work. So I love reading his books and they just, they have healing alchemy in the words. And so it's just like being able to raise my vibration that way feels really good or having fucking whipped cream on my coffee if I wanted and like just like dancing around the kitchen, that feels good. So it's again, being so connected to my body that I know what I need, you know, is it self-pleasure? Is it a bath? Is it to go outside? Is it, if my husband's home, is it having sex this morning? Like whatever it might be, check in and let your body guide you. Mm. That's what I would say. Okay. What was the author's name? Do you have a favorite book of his? Paul Selig. So he has like nine books. The first one is I am the word. Um, so I recommend starting there. And then my favorite is, um, the book of knowing and worth. Cause so many of us struggle with worthiness. I like to like joke that I'm the unworthiness queen with one of my healers because I'm just like always moving fuck tons of unworthiness. 
Um, and so I tend to work with a lot of people that also mm-hmm. resonate with that. So amazing. I'll link those in the show notes for you listeners cool. who want to catch it. And then Perfect. let's also link all of your information in the yeah. show notes. So where can we find you? Do you like to hang out? What you got going like on? Programs, offerings? Tell us all the yeah. things. Okay. So um, I'm really easy where it's like oliviaseline.com, oliviaseline on Instagram, oliviaseline the podcast. It's everywhere. <laughs> Hello. I like to keep it simple. Hello. Um, and right now, like, I'm just, I'm doing a lot, like I'm holding space for a couple more one-on-one clients and feeling into the 2020 offerings. I've got a lot of things up my sleeve, but I'm not fully like ready to launch anything yet. Mm -hmm. And 2019 has been such an interesting year for me of continued deconstruction, self-healing. I've pulled back, like I got off of Facebook. I closed my Facebook group. I I said no to so many things, um, Mm -hmm. unless it was like 150% hell fucking yes. And Mm -hmm. So I'm on Instagram. So the best place to like stay in touch with me is Instagram because it's where I talk about everything. Um, And then as I launch more things, I'll of course share that there or on my website or my podcast. So those are like my main hubs. Beautiful. We will link all that in the show notes. And just thank you so much again for being here, sharing your wisdom. I felt all the activations come through. So I know the listeners are going to have some real shifts listening to this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Shelby, for having me. And I'm excited. This is just the beginning.